Hello and welcome to the 551 Podcast. My name is Wes Burdine. I'm joined uh, by three swarthy gentlemen in one room. Uh, first, Rodrigo, how are you, sir? I'm good. I'm good. I'm busy weekend. Um, Giselle and, a, and the like and the like a girl worldwide team played in the um, they've been playing in this 12U boys St. Paul uh, Rec League and the playoffs were on Saturday and they just kept on winning and they made it to the finals and ended up getting runner up. It was the only all girl team in futsal, in, you said? In futsal, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the all it was the only all girl team um, in the whole league and they made it to the final losing four to three to a really good Conway team. So Nice. So there's a point. There was a point where like my 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 Apple Watch was telling me that my heart rate was really high, and it was because it was this, it was it was an intense game. It was like an intense series of games, and and it was really fun watching them. You know, um, really take it to the boys. So yeah, that was good. Congrats, so, Gis- good. Giselle and team. Uh, Eric Silva Brenneman is also here. Hey, what's up, man? What's up, men? Plural. Everybody's like surrounding me. Main. Uh, <laughs> um, how are you, sir? Too main. I'm good, man. Back from a little vacation in San Francisco. Yeah, was how was nice. the bay? Excellent as always. Yeah. I, I love that. Did you city. stay in San Jose? No, no, no. We were in the city, but it's, you it's were one, in San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those things where I, I, I love to visit and always think, you know, if we move this here and switch this here. We we can afford to live there. And it's, no, no, you no can't. it's impossible. <laughs> but it's but it's a really fun place. I save all my money just to go to the to the mission district to eat some of the. Oh, food we had a there. lot of fun in mission. Oh, yeah. In fact, most of my photos I, I blasted. I don't know how many on Facebook, but a, a high percentage, like 15 percent, is all murals from the mission. Yeah, mission district, so beautiful. And and then uh, finally, our our, our special guest uh, Johan, pronounce your last name for me. Jikov. Jikov. I should. have asked before but we're <laughs> running late and stuff like that but um johan uh you are from stockholm sweden you are here to um tell me about all the swedish tv shows i should watch because uh-huh. i'm uh i don't know if you know this about me i'm an aficionado of weird obscure european tv shows so <laughs> do you have anything for me um I'm one of those people who don't really follow any TV shows. So <laughs> you're right in the wrong you're person. person. <laughs> that is the uh, best answer. I went on. I went on your podcast uh, a month ago, yeah, two months ago like now, that. and Pablo Campos. Then I was the opening act. Pablo Campos was a couple of weeks later. Uh-huh. Uh, t- give 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 us a, t- tell us about this this podcast. Yes, so I'm doing this podcast called in Swedish. It's called Afonso Alves Podden, which translates to the Afonso Alves podcast yeah I, and, I know enough Swedish to, to get that one and uh, <laughs> Alfonso Alves he's, I don't know a, any, but he, <laughs> he's a former Brazilian international who uh, he played for a couple of years or actually four or five years in the Swedish league and then went on to play in the Netherlands and England and Qatar and also the Brazilian do you know national uh, team. Alfonso know yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay uh and in the, the 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 gist of the podcast, you're kind of um, semi obsessed with this guy, but mm-hmm. but it it's like you basically you interviewed me because of Minnesota's like Brazilian. We had all these Brazilian players here and talking about um, kind of uh, Scandinavian players coming to the exactly. U.S. and then and all these things, and uh, and then talked to Pablo Campos as well because yeah. you know it, and it's kind of a podcast about kind of the international transplant nature of you know the, these connection international connections in 
in the world of football. Yeah, I mean, you could say like different connections to Afonso Alves, basically. Yeah. Sometimes they are very, very vague. Sometimes they are very obvious, like former teammates of his. Um, but in in your case, it was more on the vague yeah. side, probably. But it was, so it was great. No, and yeah. I, and, and uh, now I'm wondering. I was just going to ask: Is he Carioca? I can remember. Was he a real? Is he a real guy? No, he's from uh, Belo Horizonte. Belo Horizonte. So yeah. Was, did he come out of Cruzeiro Academy or Atlético Mineiro? Atlético. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So if so you like if you had separation? if you had one podcast devoted to a player, and in in this in no, this don't way. Ask him. Well, you, I'll, I'll let Eric answer this first. Rodrigo, you go second. <laughs> Eric, who would it be? Uh, with all the connections and... Yeah, just stuff. whatever... whatever it, uh, that player makes the the theme of your podcast. Socrates. That's what I was... That was my mm-hmm. first idea. Socrates, probably, yeah. But, I mean, he's gone. So, living or does it have to be doesn't living? Have to be, oh, yeah, then I'll, I'll stick with that. Okay. And you would, you would cover... Because you know, Socrates then became a politician then, right? Political activist. Okay, all right. Yeah. Uh, Rodrigo? Um, Romario became a politician. He still is currently. Currently. (laughs) Um, Jeez. I I, I would either do um, Teofilo Cubillas or uh, Cesar Cueto. Either one of those two from Peru. Mm -hmm. That's what I would do. I'd go Dimitar Berbatov every day, yeah. <laughs> and then we'd just—I would just—I would just. I would just uh, you were very faithful. It's it too, would it's just like be me. Straight line. It would just be me uh, smoking a different cigarette and and just and describing the cigarette and, and talking about no. Um, <laughs> I should uh, say that the thing about Afonso Alves is that uh, he is considered to be like one of the best foreigners to ever play in Sweden. So it's he's he is sort of he's sort of. Um, uh, well known and mainstream enough for people to have some sort of opinion and be able actually to, to be able to talk about him, but it's still obscure enough for me to do a, for uh, me to want to do a podcast about it because I'm a fan of like obscure topics. Yeah. Well, you, welcome you, to the you, club. You found, a, found a home here. Uh, so you're, you're you're in Stockholm. Your team there is Hammerby. Hammerby. Um, how are Hammerby right now? They are. They just won their first game of the season just the other day, actually. Okay. So they've had a little bit of a shaky start to the season. The thing is that last year they did, they performed quite a bit above expectations. They finished ninth in 2017, and then last year they finished fourth. But the thing is that they were in the top three from week one to week 29, and then they slipped to fourth place after the last game, which meant that they missed out on... Uh, the qualification to the Europa League, yeah, which really, really sucked. Did you ever interview uh, Bob Bradley for your podcast? No, I haven't. Any of the the Stavik, he, he might be a little bit too big for you. Yeah, now. <laughs> you could that. probably get Bobby Warshaw. There's there's a, there's all these. I, d- uh, I did interview him like four, four or five years ago because I used to did oh. I used to do a podcast about specifically about North American yeah. soccer as well because I had this SB Nation type of blog about North American soccer for almost 10 years oh okay oh wow um so i'm a big mls fan uh and i started following mls in 2009 and i did this interview podcast for about three or four years can i ask you a related question to that so what's the uh what's the interest level then over there i mean are are people watching and paying attention to mls i mean it's it's growing but kind of slowly i would say Uh now that's now that's latin ibrahim which is here it's obviously it's it's 
it, it has gained some momentum. Zlatan is MLS. Yeah. <laughs> MLZ and, and so on. <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, a, a few years ago, uh, the Swedish government had the the um, the vacation uh, or the, the, the kind of tourist board thing where it was call a Swede. Did you know about this? No, doesn't okay. ring a bell. It was a, an, an English language uh, like tourism board thing that, that the Swedish government did where it was a, a 1-800 number and there was... There were like Swedes throughout the country who uh, in in Sweden, not mm. like here, uh, but who like basically were had volunteered where you could call this number and it would connect you with a Swede mm. and you could Are just you talk serious? to them. Yeah, and so I did so it. I like, wrote an article. You're, you're for like fi- you're like Craig calling people yes, in Sweden. Exactly. <laughs> so I did this. I did this to write an article um, uh, for fifty five one, where it was basically I just called the Swede. And I just wanted to. I just asked him about uh, Swedish soccer, uh-huh. and and he was like, "Well, I'm a hockey fan, and uh, you know, he's from uh, somewhere up northish, mm-hmm. uh, but he lived in near Stockholm." Uh-huh. Uh, and he he was like, "Well, I don't know much about it." I was like, "Well, that's perfect. Let me just ask you, what do you know about uh, what do you know about American soccer?" And it was great. It was really funny, and it was just like such an like such a hilarious, uh, um, you know, way to. I don't know, gimmick from the tourism board. So there you go. What do you think about John Alboge and those oh. sort of things? <laughs> Wes loves that guy. You love his Insta. Alfie, as I call him, <laughs> yeah, uh, is, is still a legend. He's back Nick, in Sweden, nickname, right? Yeah. He, who, who did he sign for? Do you know? Sirius. Okay. I don't know who like, they are. Like, uh, it, it's a Uppsala-based okay. team. So it, it's, a, it's a small club, one of the smallest clubs in, in the okay. Premier Division. But, um, and he's... He went to Cyprus after his spell right. in Minnesota. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His his Instagram was awesome for yeah. a while. Now, I, I haven't seen him lately, yeah. so that's why I didn't know where he was. I was like, I knew he signed somewhere in Sweden. So yeah, he, so, he, I, he, I have a question. Mm-hmm. What what do you know about? And forgive me if I mispronounce it. Is it the, the Gothia Cup? Sorry, Gothia Cup. Oh yeah, it, it's it's the biggest youth tournament in all of Sweden by far. Uh, I've never played there myself, but uh, I mean, I'll, tons of my friends play there, so it, it's a it's a huge huge thing in Sweden. It's it's uh, it's based in Gothenburg, okay, a few weeks each summer. So it's it's um, it's the the soccer tournament in Sweden. Yeah, and the reason I mention is because my daughter and my wife are going to that to that tournament this summer. Oh, so, cool! Because she. Uh, so you have in, a in, in, in the club that she plays, in the club, yeah, in the club that she plays, uh, they they take the U15s. Anyone who's in the in the U15 to be able to go and play in that cup. So there's a representative of their club going there. So my wife and my now uh, 14 year old, soon to be 15 year old, mm-hmm. 15 when she goes, they'll be going, they'll be going over to play in that cup and and, and be tourists around. Okay, Hollywood, so, cool. Yeah. It's actually the tournament is actually arranged by a Gothenburg-based club. In the Swedish Allsvenskan, the Premier Division. Oh, okay. So the club is called Hecken, and they they basically own and arrange this tournament every year. I heard great things about it. I yeah, was looking forward for them to have a good. I'm time I'm, I'm sure I'm sure they will. Vadim Demidov is that Stabek? Yeah. Yep, it is. Am I saying Stabek correctly, or uh, I would say Stabek, but Stabek. it's, it's pretty okay. close. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, then, all right. Um, uh, have you seen him play yet? Uh, I haven't okay. since since uh, I don't watch Norwegian soccer to be honest. Oh, stop it! it <laughs> God, God damn it, Wes! Fired. Oh my God, I just did that's, that. Wes, oh Wes, my God, that's okay. I did it, guys. Stop it! I'm the worst. Stop it! Stop it, Wes! 
That, 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 that Gregorish guy came from FC Copenhagen, which must be in Stockholm. I am yeah, not, that's right. I am not even going to cut this just so I can live with my own stupid shame. Today. <laughs> shame. Oh, shit. Shame. All right. Oh, well. All right. Here we go on the podcast. Uh, we are also going to talk about uh, Minnesota United FC, which you are you are kind of here in part because you're like a Minnesota United FC fan. Yeah, and like sort of. This. <laughs> I mean, yeah, after after the last game, sort of is a really good, a really good assessment. Yeah, I, I, at this point, just, that one just hang. anything I say, just agree to. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, you live in Copenhagen, and nope. <laughs> oh my god, which is the capital? You are Sweden. sort of a Minnesota United FC fan, but you are here to see the stadium. You have not. You've seen it from the exterior. It was yes. all all earth green, uh, green today. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and Wednesday and Sunday you're gonna you're gonna be there. You you got to also experience the away the away game at Blackheart, mm-hmm. um, extremely jet lagged and uh, and uh, and you got to chat with Bruce McGuire, which is uh, you know the, that's 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 like be entering into our royal royalty if you're yeah. allowed to uh, to speak Sit. With, with with the man. Sit with Bruce. Yeah. Uh, uh, but anyway, so we are going to talk about uh, Minnesota United FC uh, and Toronto. We'll talk a little bit about some back heels and goal scoring in, uh, for LA. And uh, and let's take a break. We'll come back. I will uh, read Wikipedia for a bit and uh, <laughs> figure out what the f*** is going on. Back on the 55-1 podcast, I am Wes Verdine, and I want to tell you guys uh, that this week we are, again, uh, sponsored by Podium Wear. Uh, they are a an athletic uh, apparel company in St. Paul. Um, in St. Paul. They are, you know, we, we talked a little bit uh, last week about the idea that, like, these guys, like, literally you go into their building off of University in Raymond and uh, and it's just like a one stop shop. And one of the great parts about that is they can turn things around quickly, right? They're not having it made in uh, or some uh, foreign country. We're not ready for the beat yet. Wait, all right, you can just lay it down quietly. Yeah, just my head. And and so they they can they're basically if you order things if you need you lost a couple of jerseys you need replaced before a tournament they can right. get them back to you quick. Right. If you got a team that needs that needs that needs some design work, you're tired of, of being print you know printing stuff on t-shirts and you know you want to get a little bit more 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 quality more stuff. You, yeah, you can talk to them. They, they're willing to work with you, design all the way through. Uh, and the thing is, like, they're local. I'm actually scheduled to go on a tour this week with them. I'm you really are? excited. Yeah, so I'm mm-hmm. really excited to be able to be able to go see how they work. And, and are you going to go full kit podium wear wanker? <laughs> I have decided that yes. Um, yeah. but but don't don't judge me if I do. Um, so it's also Earth Day today. Yesterday, today, today. today. Um, and so uh, one of the things is that th- they are kind of like ethically sourced with all their fabrics and where it's kind of coming from and because it's being here we have far less shipping uh going on because they're uh, assembling it here so it's a smaller carbon footprint um because they're kind of making these high quality products it lasts longer we're not replacing them as much um you know so anyway podiumware.com is the place to go go um, send them a note if you are in an adult league. If your kids play in a league, talk to your uh, talk to your director of soccer and uh, and go check them out. And then give me a beat. 
I was going to go electronic. Come on. I only do Bossa Nova. Podiumware.com. Thank you. Drop the bass. I don't even know what this is. This isn't even a podcast anymore. What is it now? Oh my god! All right, let's uh, let's before we get to the Minnesota United stuff, we wanted to talk briefly about uh, around MLS. It was a crazy weekend in MLS. Uh, um, uh, New York Red Bulls lost to New England. I don't know what's happening there. Atlanta lost again. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, LAFC had lost previously to Vancouver Whitecaps, and yeah, now but they arrested a bunch of their players. Though. That's true. Um, and then they come back and they they play the second best team arrested? in the they arrested them they played the second best they team in the league of Seattle and they put a whopping on them of four one did you guys watch this a yeah Seattle, a Seattle without Rui Diaz yeah. is not a Seattle so that just oh, doesn't count doesn't, yeah. it was it was a spanking it was spanking and it included I mean obviously <sighs> Christian yeah Christian uh, Christian uh, now Ramirez now can play some really soft lovely music and he can. Oh, you want that one? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Christian Ramirez with this back heel and then gets played in, his movement off the ball, and then he just easily finishes it. It was, uh, as they say, sexual. Arousing. <laughs> and so any other, beautiful. any MLS comments from the weekend? Anything surprises or. I mean, nothing tops that. That was. Uh. Yeah. Did San Jose win? Yeah, I think so. They did. Yeah, so what's, what's going on? Like four, four, three, one or four one or yeah, something. That's four one. Oh, was that against us, uh, Sporting Kansas City? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yes. So of right. course, yeah, it just destroyed my fantasy. Like, I, <laughs> you know, I started playing fantasy because of you guys. Are you in our thing? No, I don't know. I, no. just, I just started something on the MLS app, and it is the it is like you know the one thing the one thing I do is not like I don't understand it so much so much. But I did start Vela this time. At least I did. I yeah, did well, do me that, too. Me so. too. I kept him in. But after Vela, I'm just gonna let the neighbor's cat pick the rest of my team. Yeah, it's just like it's, it's like it's like, <laughs> What's the point? It's like I, don't, I don't get it. Like <laughs> fantasy football, I can get because I've done it for most of my life. But like MLS, I was like, I was like, uh, no. No, I get I get burned every week. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> uh, and then uh, NWSL uh, is still like pretty in its kind of early stages here. Uh, you want to talk about that, Rodrigo? Well, yeah. I mean, I have two uh, little people that in my in my household that love watching NWSL one more than the other. So, a big Portland Thorns fan, uh, but also a Chicago Red Stars fan. And so, they they seem to be doing. Those both teams seem to be up to a good start. Courage, of course, is always up to. Yeah, Courage picked up where they left off mm-hmm. five. And then, and then there's the is it the it's not the Seattle Rain anymore. They changed their name because they're in Tacoma. Oh. Tacoma, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think it's just Tacoma Rain still. Tacoma though. Rain, yeah. So then that's what they uh, they they <laughs> had their first game in their stadium uh, or their makeshift stadium, right? Because they play for they play in a in a minor league baseball they're, team. Yeah, they're sharing with the. Tacoma, the, the second division. Yeah. Team, right? yeah, the, yeah. The, Tacoma yeah. So they played a Yes. Yeah. That there we go. Oh, that Someone crest knows is awesome. This shit. Um, <laughs> this, this, this Swede's got it better than Johan, we do. He knows. Johan, uh, <laughs> um, Sweden are in the U.S. group uh, this summer for the World Cup. Yes, they are. You are an expert, I'm told, on, <laughs> on women's soccer in, in Sweden. I wish I, wish I could uh, uh, agree, but unfortunately not. I don't know. Do you know a lot about Norwegian women's soccer? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay. That's my big passion. How is Stabek going to do this year? Right. All right. Um, so uh, um, can we talk about Minnesota United? 
No. Uh, mm, I guess we could. Sure. Do, yeah. do we want to? I mean, sure. I mean, you know, we it's it's kind of our, well, let's our just thing. Take, let's take let's take a let's take a little a bananas break. ass match. Like yeah. like the three three draw was crazy enough, and then this thing happened. It's like it was a hold my beer. So. Yeah, let me get, hold your right wilder. Yeah. So in this game, spicy, we had we had Schuler starting again on the on the left wing. Uh, everything else was was pretty normal, um, right? Uh, we, we had the same same back line. Oh, Coleman came in for Icopara. Right. Sorry, mm-hmm. um, but it was pretty pretty normal game here. Uh, there, there's uh, a couple of back and forth chances pretty early. Uh, Schuler met near. I thought early on we're looking good, yeah. uh, um, and then in the seventeenth minute. Gregush just boots a ball forward. This is kind of his thing. This is how he gets assists. Just kick the ball forward. Something happens. And then Darwin chases it. And like somehow the three foot eight uh uh elf gets up there and, and heads the ball. And and I don't don't know what Alex Bono's doing, but he just kind of like just waves his arms around. Well the defender was right there too. There was this complete breakdown of and, communication. Yeah. And Darwin gets to heads to the ball and then like just easily finishes out. It's horrifying defending. Yeah. Uh, which and, and that is his first real goal. <laughs> yeah, it's his that's first. Season, oh yeah, like, that's right. Not a PK. Not, not a PK. PK. Yeah, he. Um. Uh, you know, I think he's been papered over a little bit and he's he's not been firing on all cylinders. But, um. So I I don't know I don't know if I can keep going through the goals, but any in that first half any observations on on who impressed or did not impress here <clears throat> i mean it was this is one of those games that we had at least at the beginning we look a little bit more organized and we had more possession than probably the last couple of games combined definitely the last two yeah so it was it was nice to be able to see that there wasn't that extreme rush that uh we had been seeing lately which is you know take the ball up the wing and just go 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 there was actually a lot of passing back Switching, passing it back to the defense, switching it back to the other side, not working that way, trying to work it back the other way. So it was, there, was, there was that patience, which is a unique thing to see from this team. But uh, from the get-go, like you could tell that uh, the assignment was, let's, let's mark Pozuelo and let's mm-hmm. make sure that we have somebody on it. And it worked for the first 10, 15 minutes, <laughs> and then we just... Somehow we and just weirdly the guy who was the center of our game plan apparently <laughs> scores two goals in yeah, two minutes. Yeah. Right? In the twenty eighth minute, we're on the attack. Uh there's two center backs back on the, the half line. Uh Gregush is forty yards out playing marbles with himself. <laughs> and um the ball gets kind of cleared to Pozuelo, and then all of a sudden it's two two V two. And uh Boxall has poor pressure, Boxall turns his back to Pozuelo mm-hmm. and then he shoots. It's kind of crazy to me that you can find yourself in a two v two situation when you're one nil up on the road, but Pozuelo, he was pretty good. Oh, I mean, man. I would say he's very good. Very yeah, good. yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's that's an understatement. I mean, the the thing is that uh, Gregush and Ozzy did not communicate who was going to be playing up, and someone got sucked in way too deep mm-hmm. and just lost them. Literally, they didn't have no eyes. I mean, it's simple. Right when 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 Coleman when when Slatan <coughs> comes in, Coleman's job is going to be stick stick to Slatan and just pound him, right? Hit him. See that's what he did last year. That's what he did last year, and it worked for him. <laughs> so I mean, that's what I'm hoping we'll see. But and uh, then, of course, Alessandrini 
scored 17 That's goals. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They are more than one player, himself, weirdly right. Exactly. <laughs> Turns out. We can only guard one good player. And they were okay. crappy last year. They're yeah. good right now. Yeah. So. Right. And then that, and then so when just the misplacement and then Pozuelo smart dribbling at the defender, making him make the mistake, a real quick and simple step over, and then just boom, lets it go. Mm-hmm. And, gorgeous shot. And that was a gorgeous goal. I mean, I'm gorgeous not going to deny it. That was a gorgeous goal. And then... And after that, it was just uh, I think we were on our on our toes and and just expecting to see what else we could do. It's just the amount of space too with this and this one and the next one is just I, I remember watching all the. Well, I have notes for the next goal. I'm sure you do. <laughs> all all the replays and gifs and everything, and I'm just like, where is everybody? Um, Jan, do you do you look at this and be like, do they even know how to play defense there or like? Uh, I mean, the defending from both teams was horrific in oh, this yeah. game. Uh, and, yeah, I, I don't know w- what you saw on, on the defense and why things were kind of falling apart for either team or, or, or what what was going on there. Do you have any... I mean, w- one thing that sort of strikes me generally across MLS is that these sorts, these that sort of um, defensive gaffes, they, they, they seem to be more common in MLS than in... Allsvenskan, for instance, like these sort of just absolute brain farts of defending. Um, I don't know why that is, or if it's even if that's actually the case. But to me, it seems like there are more individual mistakes when it comes to defending, like the f- Toronto's fourth goal, for instance. Yeah, like, uh, don't let's. Yeah. <laughs> We're not there yet. We're We're not there. There. I, don't, I don't even know what he's talking about. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't happen. But uh, and so Rodrigo, take us through this uh, this second goal for Toronto. Uh, uh, okay, so I hit, and some of you may 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 have met my daughter Isabella. So she is a soccer enthusiast. She loves to play, and she said she told me pretty much, "I'm gonna send you my notes of what I see of this game." And you posted them on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, and, and it went viral uh, like a half hour ago. I miss yeah, this. I missed this. <laughs> And she just literally mm. sat on her phone for like 15 minutes writing down everything. She she analyzed the game more than anyone. Apparently, she's got coaching offers out on Twitter yeah. too. But, uh, Heath out, Isabella in. <laughs> yeah. Well, but here's the thing. Our beloved Mark Fangmeyer, right? He has devotedly said that he's not going to do any more watches. He just wants to do Isa watch <laughs> for the coach. So uh, God, I would love to see Isa take, co- take control of this team. I mean... Can't get any worse. Calvo, I mean, what were you thinking? <laughs> the, the, one of her notes is, one of her points is, Calvo is an abomination. <laughs> oh, he's going to come after her now. Oh, well, come at him. 14 year old, let's see how that works, man. Right? Uh, you know, and um, as an analyzing the, the, the goal, um, as we broke it down, because we were watching the game together and we mm-hmm. actually re- rewinded this whole second goal. So what happened was, um, if anyone recalls, um, Gregorich was supposed to mark where it was 21 on Toronto, and he was too far inside. And so if you look at the replay, then you see Metanier raise his hand like he needs help. So he goes out and puts pressure on that on, on, on that uh, whoever's got the ball in the wing. Mm-hmm. Therefore, it creates a space in there. Gregorich and Ozzy were slow to come in to fill up that space. And then Boxel had a decision to make whether you stick with Pozuelo 
or you go and try to and try to and try to step into that space. Mm. He took too long to make that decision, and when he made a decision, it was way too late. There was already enough penetration to make that that quickly guan combination, and then Coleman then didn't didn't realize fast enough that he had to go and, and fill in boxel. So there was just a lot of miscommunication and a lot of just really bad defending mm-hmm. that led to that amazing you know second goal, which is it was it was just. It took him like half a second just to be able to decide. Mm-hmm. First one with the right foot, second one with the left foot. Burn them all up. <laughs> uh, thank you, Isa. Thank you for that. Uh, um, and then what I want to point out is as the, the, the half kind of went on, there was in the 37th minute, 38th minute, 41th minute. I'll just read my notes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this will get me. Maybe I'll get the assistant coach note here. Uh, <laughs> Manone saves against Petuelo again on the fucking counter. 38th minute. Another attack down our left. And Manone saves. 41th minute. Another fucking attack down our left. Holy shit. How is this still happening? Josie missed from two feet out. Yeah, these are all caps. I swear to God, in three minutes, you had three attacks down our left. All right in behind Calvo, and it's like, oh my god! It's a, d- does every team listen to this podcast and know that's our weakness, or just do they just watch? They the just watch, games? man. They just watch. Like, can you like, like the amount? Like, I'm just having nightmares. Well, it won't happen this week because we don't have uh, Calvo there. But like, of Allison Drini is just watching this, just like dro- just drooling. Yeah. Oh my god, they're going to spend so much time trying to make Zlatan not the MLS, and like, and then. <laughs> Alison Drini is just going to like just do pornographic things and yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I that the first half was uh it, it certainly had really good moments and maybe for for a bit and then it just went totally downhill. I mean, and the two goals in 2 minutes thing is just brutal. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's as a supporter and a fan, I, I mean, I don't know. As, as somebody that that trains in fighting arts, it's like being you get the jab, and you think you're okay, then you immediately like need right in the chest, and you have broken ribs or whatever. It's just, it hurts so bad. Yeah. Two and two minutes. <laughs> and it was just it was just the the. And we could talk about how our midfield did not come come prepare for this game, and it, even though the game plan was there, right? You mark up Pozuelo, you mark up that middle, make sure that someone's always with him. Or else he's, you know, he has the potential to to change games and and break ankles and mm-hmm. and, and and break hearts for that matter. Uh, but um, it, yeah, I mean, Calvo for there was a, there was a there was an episode over the there was a play in which he opted out to challenge a ball at half field, therefore leaving Coleman uh, pretty much on like no man's land. Yeah. And he got nutmeg through a pass, and that's all it meant. I mean, like that was that was pretty much the 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 way that we were playing defense. We weren't, you know, we were just we were just trying to to create situations that that, that we could fail at. So, and I mean, t- to Wes's notes, what he was saying. I mean, Minone basically kept us at a reasonable score for mm-hmm. halftime. <laughs> um, second half, we looked all right. We got we we obviously started got in the lead in the fifty seventh minute. Metnier had a, another great cross, which he is so damn good at. Yeah. Um, and Angelo finishes at the back post. Good finish. Mm-hmm. Um, he had uh, he had a couple of chances in the first half, or at least before this, where he had two or three times where he just shot directly into his defender, which is like his 
special move, <laughs> right? Like, you know, it's like the whatever you do on. I don't know how to play FIFA, but you do the thing and you do their special circle square, circle square, circle square. Exactly, that's his circle square move. And sometimes it pops to Romario, and Romario finishes <laughs> one times it. Uh, you know, he had another where he was on a break and just shot terribly. He had a header that missed, but this one back post, great finish by Angelo. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I and, love your I love your tweet about how like. Angelo only seems to kick at people, shoot, shoot, shoot the ball. Yeah, at directly at, at people. Um, and then he's taken down in the box 13 minutes later, and Quintero scores a, a penalty. Mm-hmm. I have a question. Was because I heard a lot of people saying this. Was this Angelo's best game for Minnesota? I I haven't seen. I have to admit, I haven't seen every Minnesota game that he's playing. What? But 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 I mean, he does come across as a bit like clumsy and slow. But I mean, the goal was great, and he did he did uh, create a penalty for the team. So uh, overall, I think he sh- he, he was. Um, I mean, it was yeah. I would say it was pretty good. I yeah. would say. I I think he's 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 getting better. I think he's growing the confidence. I mean, this is his fourth goal now, right? I think mm, something like that. Yeah, and so fourth, fifth goal. So I mean, in my eyes, he needs to score at least nine. Mm-hmm. To at least make it seem more palatable and swallowable, the the money that we spent in the in the trade that we yeah. had to do in order to get some of that money in that sense, um, but um, but I mean he 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 was holding up to play. He was trying to feed both. Just just holds onto the ball a little bit too much when he's yeah. in that box and doesn't let doesn't have that quick trigger that, that you kind of need from someone up top and. Um, and that's something that he's gonna. I don't know if he's gonna need to work on, or he's just he's just trying to get fouled and and oh, pull up all the compos. Pick me, pick get, me, pick me. Yeah, you know, hit me, hit me. Hit no, I got me. But he's very Eric, physical, Eric right? Would like to, to But Eric is now gonna <laughs> chime in. Yeah, I don't know about best, but I remember what I tweeted was. I, I think of Romario Fenomeno sometimes when I mm-hmm. see this guy. Oh, and really? Yeah. Well, what I would like to see. I think you think of Romario. Basically, anytime I, it's like anytime. Oh, I'm sorry, Romario, Ronaldo. I meant to say Ronaldo, Ronaldo oh, okay. Fenomeno. Sorry, because okay. I was thinking of Romario before from the right. Anyway, there, everybody's a goddamn Arno Brasil cara. Anyway, Ronaldo Fenomeno. <laughs> what I was thinking is if Ronaldo Fenomeno could get a day with this guy and just train him in his ways, <laughs> like sensei style. You know what I'm saying? To be like, you have a big body, you have a big ass. Let's use mm-hmm. the big ass and let's <laughs> use the big legs and all the all the things that Ronaldo Fenomeno did mm. right. to get you know to get him in that kind of a mode and in that kind of a now let's mindset. Eat a cheeseburger, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, because the things that Ronaldo could do, I mean, their body types, Ronaldo like 15 years ago, uh, are were pretty similar to to where he is right now. And yeah, but his his. Because Ronaldo was, or even Hulk. movements, or even Hulk, absolutely. Yeah. You know, because Ronaldo was never like a speedster all the time. No, but he could, he could, but he, that body, he could that, break your, he could break yes, your angles by, he just, could move, break by your, just moving his hips. Well, and the control and like the holding and just like once Ronaldo had the ball, you were not getting that ball from him, right? But I think, I mean, Angelo, he's never been like a big goal scorer, has he? No. I think he has like at most like. 10 or 12 goals a season yeah, yeah. or something. One, he, I think he's only broken double digits once yeah, in yeah. his career. Yeah. Anyway, that's that's what so, I thought of. Though. I'd like to see who He certainly has not played with Darwin uh, previously in his mm-hmm. career. So, uh, you know, but um, what w- what I want to talk about now is is that Toronto made two changes. They brought in Aro and they brought in Jordan Hamilton. 
Uh, oh my gosh. <laughs> and suddenly you see the game really shift, right? Uh, Minnesota United at this point are now up three to two mm-hmm. away from home, right? They've got 20 minutes left. We saw this and I praised it very much in the New York game where they just completely killed out that game. They tried to do that from the beginning. This game they didn't. And you see Toronto make a shift. And we've talked about this previously about how certain teams, certain coaches are good enough to make a really good tactical shift and then really take it to the opposition. Uh, we don't tend to do that or ever. But um, in 78th minute, there's a pass that splits Boxall, who's in front of Hamilton, and Calvo's kind of there but not doing much. Play- I think he's he found one of Greg Ush's marbles and started playing with it. And um, the midfield is nowhere nearby. I tweeted a picture of this one. Yeah. And it was just completely bypassed. Um, so it's not just this backline defense problem. And, uh, and and yeah, Jordan Hamilton gets a goal before two minutes later. Calvo, oh, yeah. Coleman, and then especially Boxall are to blame. Where Calvo and Coleman let Altidore alone. And then Boxall has the chance to clear. It's there. And Hamilton just runs up and, and puts it in. I, I mean, that's one that is going to haunt box hall that's like a victorian ghost yeah it was so ugly <laughs> that's that's worse than so losing, losing in peru to not go to the world cup i think probably oh ghost of christmas shitty goal um so so so, ugly. so we just completely fall apart in two minutes and now we're losing. But wait there's more oh yeah yeah there's, there's more but th- this this kind of defensive thing we're like Twice we've been in the lead, and, and two weeks in a row we were in the lead and give it up late in the second half. <clears throat> is that uh, a fitness thing? Is that just, you know, I was implying it's like a tactical issue problem with Heath. Uh, is it just players, you know, Boxall obviously just completely shut his brain down, mm-hmm. did not see Hamilton. Do we just blame the kooks of... of uh, <laughs> One guy just having just his... blame the rain, right? Blame the rain. Yeah, couldn't see it. Uh, I don't know. What do we? What do we blame? Do we? I mean, I, I think. I mean, if you let the ball bounce like I don't know three feet from your goal line and the goalkeeper is way off, you have to be like a hundred and ten percent sure that no one, no opposing player is even near you anywhere. Yeah. But for some reason, he he did let it bounce, and that that killed him. Yeah, and I. To me, it, it's astounding that a professional player would make that sort of decision. I, I yeah. just, I don't understand why. Can't, we can't blame it on the jelly this time, right? <laughs> no. Yeah. No, it's, I, I think, I think the thing is, is that, is, is that, Boxo. If Boxo would have attempted to hit that ball before it landed on the ground, and if that ball would have gone in as an on goal, I would feel much better about mm-hmm. that. Then just him, let him watch the ball bounce. And then try to clear with no regards that there's someone else running onto the ball. The way the ball was was bouncing, then he would have headed it, and it would have gone eight feet. Right? There was no yeah. there was no ability to really clear that no. ball. Uh, get to the ball, kick it to row Z, as yep. the as the English commentators would say. Uh, yeah, it, it, I mean it's a a shocking mistake. Yeah. It's an unexcusable mistake, honestly. and one that like. We've talked many times on this podcast about how players are not held accountable. Some are, right? There's no way any of us, were, if we're a head coach, even if we don't have, even if we think Boxall has talent that Coleman does not have, 
you have to bench Boxall and put Coleman in, assuming that Ikopar is fit, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, am I am I making saying anything crazy here? No. No, I think yeah. I think I think it's the other thing. The other thing too is I think you 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 have to look at, and we'll talk about it later when we talk about the. Uh, the fouls and the and, and, and the sea of red. It's coming. Uh, but you also have to question leadership, right? Who is the actual leader in, oh. in, in, in this? In, That's going to be a fun discussion. In this team, because I honestly <laughs> have yet to find one. Mm-hmm. I was actually listening to this on the, the Skull radio and then, okay. you know, getting the video on, on social media as yeah. I was going on. And the radio broadcast was about a minute and a half, two minutes ahead of everything I was getting on, on, the, on the phone. And it was hilarious because the announcers were trying to describe it, and they're just like, uh, "I mean, how did he not get it?" <laughs> and I'm like, "I'm like, what happened? What actually happened?" And they're just like, "He was there. How did he not get it? How did he not clear it?" And I'm like, "What the fuck happened?" <laughs> and then finally it came through. And I'm just like, "Oh, yikes!" <laughs> I, I don't want to bash Boxel too much, but isn't he? I think he doesn't have a rep. He doesn't have a green card, so he's regard, he's counted as an international player. I think. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. and I mean, you, you could find fifteen center backs of who is way better than him. In, for instance, Scandinavia. I know we have a bad experience of of Scandinavian <laughs> center backs, but <laughs> but <laughs> to whom are you referring? I, I, sir? I can I can guarantee you that there are that you, you could find a better center back. Who's the Who's the um uh, uh guy at uh, LA Galaxy? Jorgen Skelvik. Skelvik. He's awful, but he's but Norwegian, though, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just drop it, it Wes. Drop it. Did it again, Wes. One of your people, isn't he? <laughs> but I did say Scandinavian, so that counts. <laughs> it, it was amazing the number of Demidov and then greater than Calvo tweets that kind of popped up, but I'll, I'll save that for later. Uh, uh, Extra Time Radio had their discussion of uh, former. former uh, designated players who would come back and be head coaches oh, of the yeah, team. Right. And I was like, oh my God, if Adima Demidov someday becomes our head coach, that would be the greatest Poetic. the greatest accomplishment Poetic. of all time. Uh, let's talk about the, these red cards. Yeah. In uh, 90th minute, Gregush is kind of, he is kind of, he makes a tackle and he gets up and he's off his, he, he doesn't have his feet fully, makes another tackle. It's a bad, stupid scissor kick. Yeah. It's a clear red. Um, he gets called for it. He's very mad at how he was exposed in the situation, yelling at his his uh, teammates. But yeah, he's sent off. In the, we still don't. I don't think I've read how Calvo got his first yellow card, but it was about that moment. So maybe it was in descent or expletive, something. Expletive, expletive to the ref, um, something like that. A minute later, two minutes later, uh, Calvo gets a second yellow when he kicks out at Michael Bradley's heel. I think it's mm-hmm. Bradley. He was baldy. Yeah. Um, was it Bradley or Pozuelo? I think it might have been Pozuelo. No, I think it was Bradley. No, it was, was Bradley. It was Baldi. Okay. It was Baldi. Uh, I, 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 know my, you know, I know my people. <laughs> that uh, is your people. <laughs> so uh, we have two two players who get red cards. I thought Gregush, before this, had a pretty decent game. Mm-hmm. Same. Especially re-watching the game. I thought, oh, he had, he had some good passes here. He had some good tackles. <clears throat> Obviously, he was not... There was some midfield defense. Yeah, yeah. There were midfield yeah. defensive player though. That's the thing that we said thought, that from the beginning. He's done some good things though. No, he, he he is he'll hold up play, but he's not going to sprint a 40, 60 yard dash like Ozzy will. He did to cover to cover to cover. No. Left no, he did against right. New York though. He saved Boxel's ass that one time. Yeah, that's one time. Okay, fair so, enough. So 
We get two red cards here, and now we're down to nine men. We we also then make a last minute uh, a tackle uh, late on to not lose five to three. Um, obviously, this is a big problem, right? Greg Gooch is to red card. Those happen. Calvo is a big problem, right? You getting having your captain get two late yellow cards. The second one, which is you're on a yellow and you made a a petulant mm-hmm. kick. Yeah. And from uh, Elisa, who on the on the radio show, I mean, she's our referee perspective. She actually thought that foul was more egregious than Greg Gooch's because it was a studs up. Mm-hmm. And she said, regardless, that would have been a, yeah. a direct red, but it just happened to be his, for the yeah. yellow accumulation. Um, I I I think there was there's always like after a loss. Um, a decent amount of kind of negativity, right? That, that that's natural. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know how everyone kind of took this one. Uh, obviously, if you're if you compare to how some other teams lose big, like Sporting KC against San Jose, right? That's a far bigger loss than this one. This one still was. You were up twice, yeah, away from home. You gave it up. It's the way you lose. Yeah, I mean exactly. that's that's what hurts for me. Ending ending like this. If is we had just... left four three and not had the red cards, would it be as bad? I mean, obviously they all everything adds up. Um, I, I mean, if, if Pozzuolo would have gotten a hat trick, and and someone else when they we last four three, I I would have been okay if we would have mm-hmm. played. If if I would have been like, yeah, we're playing, we're playing the the Toronto of two years ago, pretty much. It seems like it, right? Mm-hmm. And that's that's a hard that's a that's a hard team to play. And you look at it, and when you can get, score three goals away, you should not lose any points. You know, no. you should. That's, Two, go ahead. That's that's, that's, that's just the thing that just that gets to me. It's like I don't, I can't comprehend where um, the mishap is happening, where the communication is not happening, yeah. or honestly, you know, we're still trying to figure out what kind of what kind of style of play we have. Mm-hmm. Because uh, we we we're still very absent in that in that department, you know. It seems that uh, we're trying different things, but we just don't seem to. And and it's just it always seems that uh, to me that the Metanier and Finley combination is something that keeps on working in some sort of sense. And uh, but anybody on our our, our left side uh, just it's just not working at all. I mean, and and. And I won't read into Issa's uh, rant about Cabo. Well, maybe I should, but um, it's just um, you're gonna have to like zoom in yeah, on all of them no, and repost. I mean, uh, and it's just one of those things. It's like we, we things that we've said, I, things that I've said on this podcast for a very long time. It's like like if you are going to insist in playing Cabo, then you're going to have to put him in a position where he is less of a liability. Mm-hmm. Right? Where, where yeah, where is that though? You moved him from center back to left back. At what point are you just rejiggering your team around a player who is apparently not good enough to play exactly. his Exactly. Right. And that's the thing. Right? It's like until 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 Heath and until the coaching staff decide to just, you know, this is this is we're not we're not going to do this anymore. But at the same time, if we are going to try to to, to sell him by the Gold Cup or try to get something out of him, uh, do you just do you just keep playing him? You don't. I mean, we we won't have the Cabo issue next next game. We'll just 
find another way to see. I mean, like I said, it's the way. It's it's two sets of two goals in two minutes. Mm-hmm. It's so painful that it has to be like that. If it, if it were spread out. And two red cards in two and minutes. And two right? red cards in that kind of ending as well. Yes. If you erase the red cards and it's kind of this boxing match back and forth kind of like we had with NYCFC, even if we would have lost – but it wasn't the bam, bam, so quickly, twice. You know, it's like, okay, we put up a good fight. We we gave it to them. They gave it to us. We ended up not winning. But you know what? We held it together. Yeah. We'll, t- we'll take the L and move on. Mm-hmm. That was not how this match ended up. Right. No. But this is also year three, right? We're supposed to be playoff. That's that's, that's the, at least that's the what, what, we're, what we're being preached at is that, you know, we're, we're a good team. We're now a better team. We're a much higher caliber team. We're a playoff team. So, uh, you want to make? It? Yeah, I, yeah, I was. I was just thinking that I, w- I was looking at a table before I came here, and I think that at the moment Minnesota they've scored seventeen and conceded fifteen. Yeah. I think which which sort of reminds me of last year's LA Galaxy because they scored tons of goals, but they also conceded yeah. tons of goals. And I, I just don't think I don't think it's possible to reach the playoffs with that sort of. Uh, with that sort of defense, I think they really. I don't know what they have to do, but something needs to be done. And, and the Galaxy didn't reach the playoffs. No, exactly. Yeah. And and so I, I want to call time on on this game and look forward. Then we've got two games this week. LA Galaxy uh, this this Wednesday, um, seven to nine, uh, and then Sunday twelve thirty. So everyone get up early and and. Come to the bar and drink drink uh, uh, vodka blood uh, or uh, bacon Bloody Marys. Um, I hate Bloody Marys too. Uh, but um, you know these are two good teams. Like LA Galaxy are in second place in the West, and the West is the best. Um, and then you've got uh, DC United, who are where are they in second in the East? Are they? I think they're, they're up there. first. I think they're first. Yeah. Okay. okay sure. Great. So two teams, uh, Zlatan and then Wayne Roos, loss, Rooney though. are going to kick our butts. But, I mean, these are tough <laughs> and then, games. And then we've got Rui Diaz coming into town after that. Uh, yeah, for May 4th, yeah. So we've got, we've got like, a bad run of games, right, <laughs> of, of tough teams. But that's the thing. We keep hearing that this team is, is better. We, you know, you go back to that... Uh, that kind of cocky rant that uh, Adrian Heath gave oh, yeah. to, the, to the press after beating San fucking Jose. Right. Hey, you guys are right. Number one. Where, uh, where you know, we we always knew we had we we were the we had this in us, and you look at it, it's like, all right, great, prove it. I, I think that that LA Galaxy and DC United are both beatable. It's still MLS; you can still win at home. They just lost with to uh, NYCFC, right? Yeah, DC that is. Who, yeah, or in, and Vancouver beat LAFC, right? right. Mm-hmm. And then SKFC just lost. The league is yeah. bananas. Yeah, bananas. so all of these all of these games can be won. We have a brand new stadium. It should be rocking. Uh, we have a leaping Larry. We have leaping Larry Olin. <laughs> hasn't made a hasn't made an appearance yet. But, just you um, wait. But uh, just you know, you and, wait. And, and so this week uh, we've got uh, probably we would assume. I, I don't know who's going to play left back. Eric Miller. Eric Miller, probably, right? But yeah. so then you you have to. Eric Miller's not going to attack on the left. Thank um, God. So you have to have if uh, Miguel sounds like he will be ready for Wednesday, whether or not he's ninety minutes ready, um, especially for two games in a week. Uh, but if you've got Miguel there uh, protecting him a little bit, right, and and 
and coming in a bit, and Eric is kind of stuck at home on the left. Give me a give me what you got, Rodrigo. KM. Kevin. Oh, Molino. Oh, Molino. Right. And Molino did make an appearance, right? He did. That that was one big positive, I suppose, to see him get on the field. I I really, there are positives from this game is that, you know, we can score three goals against Mm -hmm. a really good team, right? Uh, But also. um, A terrible defensive team. Yeah. I mean, you still can score three goals. Sure. Um, And Kevin Molino and Dunlady. We're looking for each other to connect many times during during that. And the times that they were able to connect, were able to uh, kind of thread themselves into the attacking third. And, and that, to me, was, was, was good to see. Now, on what minute count Kevin Molina was at, we should know. But uh, at least now we have, we have seen a little bit of Kevin. I would like to see a little bit more. And this is just the... the the stretch to do it in, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Where you you have you have these uh, players, you finally have the depth, even if they're not ninety minutes ready, and now you've got for three, well, I guess four spots if you include Angelos. You've got Romario, you've got Miguel, you've got Darwin, you've got Kevin Molino, you've got Ethan Finley, uh, Angelo obviously, and then you know all and Dunlady, right? Mm-hmm. So that's like seven players for four spots, moving moving in and around and. The, the question is, do you have the base behind them? I assume it's going to be Schuler and, and Alonso in the center. And um, and maybe that will be a good pairing, right? Maybe Schuler's tenacity and whatever is, is is going to be good next to Alonso. But Alonso, two games in a week, you know, he's 73. He's getting up there. And so I, I think that... He's only 65. <laughs> 65. Get it so, right. So, uh, you know... It, we have chance, chances here. I think there are, there are positive. You were asking if I'm in the darkness yet. I'm not. I'm still semi-positive. Just wait till Seattle. Just uh, you know, I will, and then I'll I'll be sent into the darkness then. Uh, but I, you know, um, Johan, what what do you? You've got these two games here that that you're going to see. What are you most excited to to see? I mean, obviously Slatan because it'll be my first game. Uh, my first competitive game that I'll, of him that I'll see live. Oh, I've, yeah. I've only seen I've only seen him in a friendly before. Do you think he'll sense your presence? Uh, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to make a sign? <laughs> he'll, <laughs> make a sign. He'll, he'll reveal his abs just for you. Make a sign. Make a he, sign. So he'll be up there and he'll, he'll just suddenly turn. Hey, there he is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, and then they say something Swedish. Or but I mean, uh, but I mean, <laughs> but uh, I mean, I could see him absolutely. Torching the center backs of yeah. Minnesota, unfortunately. Um, but I'm, regardless, I'm looking forward to seeing him, of course, and uh, and also um, just seeing if the LA Galaxy are the real deal yeah. here as well. I, I, I mean, with, they got rid of the right Dos Santos. Mm, Geo. <laughs> they get rid. They get rid of the right Dos Santos. And they, uno Santo. Yeah, Uno Santo. They don't have Dos anymore. Uno <laughs> <No>. Santo. <laughs> And he's he's been playing pretty decently, uh, but I really like just um, the way that um, um, they're just spreading the ball more, and it just seems to be more. Uh, but uh, Zlatan also doesn't like it when they give up leads mm-hmm. or when they have to fight for for a game. So that defensive mindset is something that needs to that needs to settle them with them. Um, and hopefully, I see a little bit more of of uh, of their of their youth of their youth. 
as well too so all right i'm gonna wrap this up uh because i want to do some twitter questions we're gonna take a break and come back Here we are on the 551 podcast. Uh, it's going to be a long one, ladies and gentlemen. So, uh, you know, make your commute extra long this week. Uh, Rodrigo, you have some ISA notes that you're going to read to us, right? Oh, wow. Okay, we're going to oh, do we this. Go back oh, and forth. You yeah, have... we can probably do that. Okay. You, you pick a player, and I'll take the next one. Just, just do a few. Because a few of the ones you got, you read, were. Start with Calvo. <laughs> All right. So. Issa wrote down, like, broke down notes and wrote down by players. So here are some of her bullet notes. This is on Calvo. Um, Calvo is a complete defensive mistake. <laughs> Calvo is an abomination. That's the best. Whether you like it or not, he is. Sorry for the burger language, but eh. Because he acts like a wing mid and doesn't come back. And, like, he, he complains too much. He doesn't know how to defend. Decides to get a red card. And freaking make us play with nine men. Like, why no one asked you to do that? Nope, nope, nope. What would it take to make Adrian bench this dude? He's not good for a team anymore. That's 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 her. That's Issa's. I takes. can't wait for ten years from now when she's got her own podcast. I will. We'll retire. There's already calls for her. how many yeah. pages though? Because I've got like four and five. Is she? Is there? Are there actually five pages? Uh, it's one whole big old Google document. I just took the screenshots off. So, of it. so if, yeah, you want, find, if you want the find, link, let me know. Find the box all one. Amazing. <laughs> oh, we'll, okay. we'll um we'll email it over to uh to Manny Lagos. Let's see, box I don't have the box do you have a box of one? I do not, no. All right, let me see. Or well, maybe uh, one of the expansion teams needs, yeah. <laughs> needs an existing coach. Oh, she's had it. Well, she did like Metanier's work. Mm-hmm. She did? So, yeah, okay. she said, my man, Metanier, had a decent game. I appreciate him. Has beautiful crosses. Made some simple mistakes, but had a good good ideas. All good things. Right? Ethan Finley needs to shoot faster. Had a decent game. He makes good runs. He has good passing. Still not 100. Needs to work on his speed, but he's good. Other than that, all positive things. <laughs> There's a lot of needs to come back. Right, Rasper needs Schuller to come back. needs to come back. Needs full come caps. Back. Rodriguez needs to come back. Full caps. <laughs> There's like no Manone knows when, what did he say? Needs to know okay. me more vocal. Give me Boxall and then right. let I, don't, I, don't, I don't have Boxo, Boxo. There is Boxo, Boxo, Boxo. It's like he can't step to the ball like, I know how to do that, and I'm barely 15. God, such a child. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I've got, we've got some questions, some uh, sp- particularly uh, uh, sweet, Swede-centric questions. What kind of aquavit, this is from Ian McCle- McClellan, what kind of aquavit is best to celebrate a, a loon's win? Ooh, I don't drink aquavit that much, but... Um, Man, that's a tough one. We had a restaurant here back in the day. Uh-huh. Aquavit. We did? Yeah, by uh, Samuelson, Marcus Samuelson. Oh, yeah. I know about him. It was a good place. <laughs> Tattersall, the distillery near where you're staying over in Northeast, uh, um, has a has a, a really good Aquavit. Okay. Just, uh, just heads up. Uh, please pronounce this word V-A with an umlaut, X-J-O with an umlaut. That's from Alex Schieffer. Yeah. Uh, that would be Växjö. That, cool. That's uh, it's a uh, city in southern Sweden. Okay. 
Växjö. Um, uh, it, it, it literally means uh, growing lake. Okay. Um, Tuka Rask is good. Don't know what that means. Says uh, thoughts on PJ Axelson. And then PJ, that's a f- he's a former Swedish ice hockey player, I think. Sure. He played for the Bruins. That's and he played for Sweden in at least a few World Cups and possibly one of the Olympics as well. Any thoughts? Um, he was pretty good. Yeah. I think I think they might have won a World Cup <coughs> and or an Olympics with him. So. Um, pretty decent. Ben Krauskagny says, what's your favorite St. Lucia Day memory? So, well, I, I'm completely Ooh. unfamiliar with, ah, with St. Lucia uh, Day. So. St. Lucia, that's on... Uh, we celebrate St. Lucia on December th- 13th. Okay. And uh, usually there's a big celebration going on at, at schools. So we have this thing called Lucia Tog, which literally translates to... Lucia trains, <laughs> which so basically it's it's uh, the kids they put on s- sort of like a music show and they <coughs> sing this traditional Lucia songs, and usually there's one, usually like the prettiest girl in school gets picked to be the Lucia of that show. So I remember in like eighth or ninth grade, my uh, crush was actually selected to be the Lucia. Oh, and then she moved so, out of your league. Oh, she, she was always uh, out of my league. <laughs> extra, <laughs> we, dig deep, we dig deep in this podcast. Yeah, but, yeah. Deep, deep. but but that that gave me and so we we were, we watched this music show and but that gave me an excuse to stare at her for an hour yeah. or two. So. Where is she now? Where is she today? Is she uh, really successful? I don't know. Oh, you to be a, honest, you a, actually, I I mean I, I've seen her on the occasional like uh, I've seen her on Facebook and stuff. Um, she she's would, working at da- a Dairy Queen. Like <laughs> I, I'm I'm not sure what yeah. it, what she's doing nowadays, but she's not on a, a podcast in Minnesota. No, she's, is there that, is that's there a sure. uh, mold wine situation? Because my neighbor makes mold wine and has us over and just gets us all drunk. Mold wine? Yeah, mold wine. Like uh, um, it's like uh, wine with red wine with like a spi- spices that you heat up. Yeah, like a um. I don't know how to, that's that's best description. That's a good description. Yeah. I mean, the, the thing that comes to mind is glug. Yeah, yes, which is a typical like we drink at our own Christmas. Right. So she does that for Santa Lucia and just gets us hammered. <laughs> let's yeah. Let, let let's go with that. All right. <laughs> yeah, there we go. I love glug. By the way, if you don't have it here, you should. Uh, I've, I've had I've had uh, um, uh, a couple people have made it around the same time. Uh-huh. I, but I just uh, something about the name tells me like. Do oh, I really we, want to drink that? It, it's delicious. It yeah, you, 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 should, you should have it at, at your and bar. After your right. fifth, <laughs> right, good we'll times. Do, we'll do, yeah, we'll do uh, a, a Saint Lucia day at the bar this year. Um, yeah. uh, Stephen Nelson says, "How many goals does Mason Toy need to score in Madison to replace Angelo? Will <laughs> Angelo ever score with his feet?" Um, I don't know if he has feet. They're just big <laughs> balls, of, balls, cinder blocks. Of, balls of cinder blocks. Balls of clay. Yeah. <laughs> Red cement uh, blocks. Uh, I mean, Mason Toy won't be playing for us this year. Maybe next year. How many goals? That's the question. Answer if the he question. scored like 15 goals this year, he might he might come back by the end of the year. But yeah, he needs to like light. He needs to like from afar like really catch attention. He's just got one right now, right? We've got. I mean, we've got Romario, uh, uh, Angelo, obviously, and uh, and and Abu, you know, in that mm-hmm. spot. So, 
But isn't he sort of this Alan Gordon type of striker who just makes life, life difficult for the defenders and doesn't necessarily score himself? <coughs> I don't know if we know what he is yet. Okay. You know, we haven't seen him play that much, and he's he's, he's nineteen, he's or maybe twenty now. He's a kid, so um, uh, I I don't know. Hmm. Um, so uh, let's see. Uh, Dan Scarup, uh, who is German, so take that. Uh, he says, which country is better? <laughs> Germany is actually a different country from Sweden. So I just wanted... You wanted to make that clarification now. <laughs> which country wow. is better, the US or Sweden? And why Geography is it Sweden? <laughs> Please limit your response to 100 reasons. Uh, <laughs> well, Sweden made it to the quarterfinals of the World Cup, and the US didn't even qualify. Ooh. So... That seals it. There we go. Uh, Colin O'Donnell uh, brings this up. Uh, it's something we didn't talk about. But with the move to seek solidarity, solidarity in training compensation set to include reduced payments for pay-to-play academies, should Minnesota United get over their insistence on partial payment by academy attendees? Does that make sense to you? I can re- I no, can explain. Please, what, please uh, elaborate for us. So <laughs> much wrong. One thing is Minnesota United is one of two academies that has some sort of pay to play uh, uh, element. That you know, it, lots of students do get scholarships to go there. But uh, recently, just this week, uh, Minnesota or the the league MLS announced that there will now be uh, solidarity and training competition uh, for players signed abroad. So. Uh, the Weston McKinney's out there, right? Weston mm-hmm. McKinney, I believe, was one of those who wasn't sold. He was just signed by a German club. At least there's several of these from Dallas who've done that. I forget yeah. if Weston's one of these guys. So in and and there was a big lawsuit. DeAndre Yedlin was signed, uh, um, was sold, and no solidarity payment was paid to his youth club, Crossfire Academy. So now. One of the things is MLS starts to see these guys going for free that they've been in the academies, and MLS is like, well, no, no, we need to get some of this money. So previously they were fighting it, saying like, no, we don't want to pay any of the money to uh, Crossfire Academy. But now that they're losing money, they go for this. So are we all following? I've got glazed eyes. It's been a long <laughs> we're podcast. Just, we're just listening to the teacher right now. Alcohol. Yeah, yeah. So now, yeah. So now uh, the question is. So and and now if you have a pay to play, uh, and you you have a, a a player go abroad, you get reduced payments. Is this going to uh, get Minnesota United to get rid of pay to play? Hmm. The answer is no. Does all this answer this? No, I mean I think, and I've heard from people who have kids who play in the United Academy, and in comparison, like to what they would what they pay in comparison to playing for other top clubs in the state, it's cheaper. Mm-hmm. That's what I've heard, and so like and 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 and, and I at least I trust those source those sources, that 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 it's cheaper than going to play for like I guess what what are the top clubs now youth clubs I guess either the MTAs or the Salvos, or um, or those uh type of you know big, big groups um it's it's cheaper to go and go Minnesota United right now uh, now should it be pay to play that's 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 the bigger discussion that that needs to be had right. The the real fact is Minnesota United Minnesota as a state is not producing players who are going to, who are going on to even medium heights right we've got the Cody Croppers out there right uh, that's kind of the best that we're doing um, what about and, the cat that's at uh, uh, Villarreal he's in he's been in the Villarreal C 
slash B team forever. Mm. So, no, Makwele um, uh, Akale is that's who you're it. referring that's, to. Yes, exactly. Yeah, um, I don't know. I mean, it's still a big money loser, and the team has to figure out how they can kind of uh, make that work. Um, Papa Dub says, as Mr. F. Calvo writes, how come when no one likes the left back? I don't actually know what that question is. Um, just don't like the left back, apparently, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Greg Smith says, please explain why the 25% of me that is Swedish is better than the 25% of me that is Norwegian. <laughs> <laughs> or it's, you or it's just question, 50% the same thing. <laughs> no. Uh, do, you, do, do you want to talk smack on Analysis, Johan. Um, I mean, Norway, they are sort of a bi- our big rivals in a lot of aspects, especially when it comes to sports. Uh, but they haven't been. When it comes to soccer, they haven't been. Uh, they have been so poor the last I don't know fifteen twenty years. So I would almost feel feel bad to just just as a people. When you when you as as Swedes and you think about uh, Norwegians, what are the stereotypes about Norwegians? This won't get you in have? any trouble whatsoever. <laughs> Nobody's listening. I mean, the stereotype is that there are like. Uh, like cheerful and cheerful, but a bit like um, I wouldn't I wouldn't say stupid, but but like um, uh, naive I, I would say. And, and Swedes are are knowing and, and cynical. Something like that, okay. yeah. What but about Danes? Danes are cheerful and drunk. <laughs> yeah, I, I can I can. Yeah. I but can but the thing that is as correct. But the thing is with Norway that a lot of Swedish uh, people in their late teens and early twenties they go they go to Norway. To work for a few years because their sal their salaries are through the roof. Okay. So the Swedish get that sweet n- oil money. Yeah, exactly. So they go there for a few years and work like on in like fish factories or whatever and make like um, uh, ridiculous amounts of money. Yeah. And then they come back and and uh, they are basically rich by Swedish standards. So so we we got the. Uh, our relationship to Norway is a bit is a bit complex, I would say. Well, there's another level of this too. I lived in Copenhagen for mm-hmm. a while. Oh, cool! For about four months, and which is they, in southern Sweden. That's right, southern Sweden, exactly. And the relationship to the Finns, I thought was interesting. I I had no idea. Like, there, I heard lots of really derogatory things toward the Finns. So, what's your take on the Finns, <laughs> John? I mean, the Finns. They are. They are sort of. They are. If the Danes are uh, cheerful and alcoholics, the Finns are depressed and alcoholics. Oh, <laughs> there Constantly alcoholics. <laughs> nice. All right. Uh, Brandon DePillis wants to know the one thing to definitely do while in Sweden and which team to go watch in Sweden. Obviously, Stavik, but <laughs> Which team? I, I mean, I would definitely say Hammerby because okay. they are known to have uh, an amazing atmosphere at their home games. Uh, what to do? I would say... This is Stockholm and any time between May and August because it's absolutely stunning. Um, so uh, this is from Michael, uh, I won't say it, at Wausau Loons. I have a Calvo jersey. He's my Twitter avatar and he's my screensaver on my phone. You're listening to the right podcast, Michael. <laughs> let me just tell you. But I still think he's shit this season and should lose the captaincy. What the hell do we do with a problem like Francisco? We have no idea, man. What do we do with a problem? Anybody? Francisco. Uh, I, I don't know where this one is, but I saw uh, um, uh, Nick Eklov 
ECLOV mm-hmm. said that his family changed his name from Ericsson right? to Eklov. Yeah, here we go. Uh, yeah, Neville. Sorry. Sorry, Neville. Um, uh, why? Can you explain why my Swedish ancestors changed their last name from Ericsson to Eklov while moving to America? I would, it's probably because Ericsson is one of the most common names in Sweden. Eklov, as, as it would be pronounced in Swedish, is slightly more unique. It, it's still not like um, Dikov is. It's very rare in Sweden, but Eklov, yeah, would, that would probably be it. It's to be a little more to um, stick out, so to speak. Um, That's right. When you, or they, when you or they, over, or they killed somebody and they're fleeing. <laughs> Uh, um, uh, Bill Stenros says, can you explain why the Swedes colonized Finland and forced my ancestor to join the <laughs> army and change his name to a Swedish one? It's all going back to Finland, man. <laughs> I set this up. Uh, no, I don't think I can. <laughs> <laughs> all right, great. But, but I, I feel bad because, because the Finns, they are still to this day, uh, it's mandatory in Finnish schools to learn Swedish, which they have no use for whatsoever. Yeah. I mean, unless they want to go be cheerful, which <laughs> I will say this: the Finn there's not as not as cheerful as if they learned Norwegian. No, there, there was a Finnish couple that saved our asses. We we, we honeymooned in in Cuba, mm-hmm. and at the time we had to bring all of our and that in this case it was Canadian dollars with us because we had no access to U.S. bank accounts when we were traveling, and we came very close to running out of any funds. Mm-hmm. And there was a Finnish couple because. Not just in Finland, but in Sweden and, and Denmark, from what I know, you know, there are state, essentially state-sponsored vacations that you awesome people get. Uh-huh. And so the Finns were there by way of the Finnish government with all this money, and they're like, you guys don't have money for your honeymoon? We're like, no. And they basically, like, paid for, like, three or four days of our honeymoon, and they Whoa. were, like, our benefactors. And it was awesome. So I have mad love and respect for the Finns. Did you name your firstborn after them? No. Oh, that wasn't part of the agreement? It was not. Oh, wow. Some cigars, perhaps. <laughs> Cubanos. Uh, so, um, well, there's way too many Twitter questions. I know, I'm going to cut it. Do you have any others? That yeah, I, I, I You've been laughing and smirking the whole time. How many Ibsen candles does it take to stop Zlatan? <laughs> well, no, no, Ibsen candles will not stop Zlatan. <laughs> Although this is the game that he got the back heel in, right? Ibsen? Against the uh, galaxy? I think yeah. it was. Oh, I think it was. Yeah, I think it was, yeah. I think you're right. So, yeah. um, that he totally planned. Right. And then he just looked at the stands yeah. like, boom. Uh, any other questions? Um, which is, which league is better, the MLS league or the, the top league in uh, Sweden? Mm. I would say... Um, There's three of us. <laughs> I, I mean, I think Atlanta of last year would quite comfortably win the Swedish league definitely and I think the worst team in MLS teams Colorado in, co- the Colorados or the San Jose's they would probably be made of the table team in Sweden okay. oh, wow. but, but 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 I think on the other hand I think that for instance AIK who won mm-hmm. the Swedish league last year they would be very very good in MLS mm-hmm. yeah because they had uh, they conceded like 17 goals in 30 games or something oh. Do they have a center back they can give us, or maybe yeah. a left back? Uh, one of them actually recently moved to Orlando. Mm. You should have awesome. You should cool. have signed him before before they did. I don't know. I think I think uh, fool me once, <laughs> shame <laughs> on me, fool me twice. Uh, but 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 I, but I do think, uh, like as I said before, the the number of like bizarre 
mistakes in MLS are far more they are far more they are far more common in MLS than in the Swedish league and I I don't know what that is but that's that's my well, opinion. I think you pointed it out just to um might have to be like to individual mistakes and and the aspect that that they when you play defense you play defense as a team in a sense right and having to be able to gain and trust and all that other stuff mm-hmm. it just doesn't seem like in the MLS there's always individual mistakes people are not checking their surroundings or people are just getting beat in an easy one two or nothing yeah. two and, and it's just and also the other day I I watched um like a recap of the Reese of uh last weekend's game in the USL and there are there were like a handful of those yeah. those type of goals where it just it just blows my mind how yeah how what what are you thinking like from a goalkeeper's or uh defender standpoint what are you looking forward to the most being in the stadium and, and getting to see uh, Zlatan play um i mean i want minnesota to do well but it would be nice to see him score i think so let's say Let's say Minnesota will win three goals to two when wow. Slatan will score two. That would be pretty neat. Take okay. that. Sure. Great. That sounds perfect. Uh, let's let's <laughs> we'll take it, right? Let's call it. But um, uh, Johan, uh, um, tell us where we can find you on Twitter. Yes, my Twitter handle is uh, uh, Johandykov34. So it's J O H A N D Y K H O F F three four. Great. And you can also follow my podcast, uh, Afonso Alves Podden. It's it's primarily in Swedish, I have to admit, but every every now and then I do an episode in English yeah. as well. So including the the public campus one. Oh yeah, exactly. Well. Um, so uh, people can uh, come see you at the Black Heart. We'll have you on display. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> buy, everyone can buy you drink. You'll be dressed very Swedishly. Wow. <laughs> Uh, wow. um, uh, people can buy you drinks there. Uh, no IKEA jokes today. Huh? Yeah, you actually like <laughs> Dolph Lundgren. Like, up. Yeah. Um, anyway, I thank will you, break uh, you. Thank you guys. Thank you listeners. Uh, thank you podiumware dot com uh, for sponsoring. And uh, and so let's uh, we'll see you guys out twice this week. Uh, um, I'm opening up uh, early uh, for the Manchester Derby. On Wednesday, so it'll just be a, like a long day. Like take off the afternoon. It's a yeah, home I'm game. I'm taking my dad to that Wednesday game. That should be a fun game. Cool. So. All right, everyone, buy uh, uh, Rodrigo's dad some pisco at the bar. Oh boy, he will right. tell you all about Tupac, oh, the sorry. real Tupac, the old school Tupac. I don't know what that means. <laughs> the indigenous right. old school Tupac. All right, adios. <laughs>